0: The best podcast about drumming is hosted by Jamie Eads, The Drum Shuffle. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. Listen to episode 30 with longtime Weird Al drummer Bermuda Schwartz. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like chess pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hey everyone, from the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt, Episode 3, Western Kentucky. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know, there's a podcast page on Facebook. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Got an email I'm going to read later. Sent to UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com. Send me your emails. Ask me questions. I'll answer them on the podcast. West Virginia is 1-2. They lost again to Western Kentucky, 63-57. to 57. So West Virginia broke 90 in the first game. I think they got to 70-something in the second game. And didn't make it to 60 tonight. So that is a bad pattern. With that pattern, West Virginia will not break 40 in the game Sunday against St. Joseph's. Here's a solve this riddle Western Kentucky shot 32% from the field. They made two three pointers all game. They had four assists as a team, four assists got out rebounded by 7 and won by 6. That's like that's a mystery. That's that's very hard to do and Western Kentucky did it tonight against WVU. How did they do it? West Virginia is in the business of turning the ball over. <laughs> like press Virginia last 4 years. Press Virginia. That's what we do. We turn you over. The business so far in three games, we turned the ball over. A lot. Tonight, it was 22 times. So if you're keeping track, West Virginia's turned the ball over 19 times against Buffalo. 18 times against Monmouth, which is probably the worst of the three games. As far as that statistic. And then 22 times against Western Kentucky. And it's going to be, if that's how it's going to be this season, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to win games because Western Kentucky, not bad. They're not great, but they're not bad. And so when you play a not bad team, you can't turn it over 22 times. You can't do it. Uh, 10 of our 11 guys had a turnover. We played 11 guys Ten of them had turnovers. And a lot of the turnovers are just, we're trying to run offense. That's what it looks like. Trying to run offense. And we're just holding on to it a split second too long. And then it's like, okay, now catch it. And then the guy on the other team is like, oh, I got this split second. Now I can steal the ball and do a reverse dunk on the other side of the court. Western Kentucky won by 6 and that has to be from getting easy shots because we given them give them the ball and they didn't make they didn't miss their free throws. They only missed a handful, but they made their free throws. Key stretch, the game was tied under 4 minutes left. West Virginia goes to the 1-3-1. That patented Huggins 1-3-1 zone at the end of the game. You haven't seen it all game. Throws a junk zone defense at Western Kentucky. What happens? Western Kentucky gets a dunk. The next possession, West Virginia comes down. Guess what they do? They turn the ball over. If you have this is how this is how basketball works. You have a better chance of scoring points if you shoot the ball on your possession. Just follow me here. If the ball goes towards the rim and you might miss it, and West Virginia missed a bunch tonight. But you've got a better chance of scoring points by Shooting the ball versus giving the ball to the other team. (laughs) Because this is how my math works. When you give the ball to the other team, you're not able to shoot the ball. Thus making it difficult to score, thus making it difficult to win. Are we going to average 20 turnovers a game this season? No. No. At some point, it's going to get better, right? (laughs) I mean, we've got, by my count, we've got like four or five point guards. We've got Haley. We've got Napper. We've got McCabe. We've got Beetle, who's not a point guard, but he plays a lot of point guard. Matter of fact, Huggins had Chase Harler bring it down late in the game when it was, there was still a chance for West Virginia to win, he gave it to Chase Harley, the only guy that didn't have a turnover tonight, and said, you run the offense. <laughs> we can still win. Chase, you run the point. So if you count Chase as a point guard, there's like five or six point guards. And uh, the point guard is supposed to be the guy who doesn't turn the ball over, who's responsible for making sure that the team gets. To shoot the ball. Okay. Uh, so I don't think. We're going to average 20 turnovers. That's a high number. That's going to get better. But until that gets better. Tough to win games. Ooh, and it's just, it's just tough to watch overall. Just as a. Somebody flipping through the dial. Oh there's college basketball on. Let me watch this. Over 50 fouls. Clink, clank, lots of turnovers, lots of bricks. It's tough. It's tough to watch. Oh, man. Is this how we're going to do it all year? Also, two of the three games, one went to overtime, one was close for very long, and one went down to the wire. I'm already standing in my living room watching these games, and we're three games into the season. Random thoughts coming up. Hello, I'm Natalie Witt, daughter of Josh Witt. And when I'm having a bad day, I always ask my dad, can we go to Woogoo? I've always loved Witty's goodies ever since my dad took me there. The cashier is always so nice and talkative. The best way to say it is, I love Woody's Goodies. Some of the coolest things I've gotten are a Harry Potter wand set, modeling clay, and a foam airplane. Woody's Goodies has two locations in Marmette and St. Albans. Learn more on their Facebook page. Type in Woody's Goodies in the Facebook search bar. New inventory every day. Get your Christmas shopping done at Woogoo. Bye! Yes! That was awesome. That is really good. You wrote that all by yourself? Yeah. Fantastic. Except I think, for this part. Except for what part? The good part? Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Sagabacanate. Not a great game from him. I think he made one field goal. He shot some threes. Didn't make any. Keep shooting them, man. I don't care at this point. Everybody shoot wherever you want to shoot from. I'm not going to say who can shoot threes and who can't yet. Just shoot wherever. Just If you're shooting the ball, you're not turning the ball over. But Kanate wasn't great. Beetle turned it over five times. We do not have, because there's so many new faces, nobody yet, and this includes people who have been on the team for a while, nobody has the I got this vibe. Nobody at the end of that Western Kentucky game and at the end of the Buffalo game was like, hey guys, I got this. I mean, Beetle Beetle is the closest. He wants to be that guy very bad. And he made some key shots late in this game and when he was upright in the Buffalo game, He was doing that in the second half. So he might be the guy. He may be the I got this guy. But he's not there yet. Um, Western Kentucky, and I think I heard this 15 to 45 times. They've got a really highly recruited freshman center. He was really good. He was tall. He was athletic. Had a good game for Western Kentucky. Uh, one minor problem. It looks like his shorts were inside out. The tag hanging out the back of the shorts was basically the size of a national flag. <laughs> he was waving a flag all game from on the back of his shorts. So He's he's good. But also flip your shorts over. Turn them the right way so you don't have a flag coming off of your <laughs> coming off your rear end. It's just weird. I didn't understand that. Also, ESPN. This bit during the game, Paul B and Cardi. There was a section. He's the national recruiting officer. I don't. I don't even understand what that is. Like he's the main guy that follows high school recruiting. So he's kind of like the main guy for ESPN, uh, similar to what Chris Anderson, who I talked to a few weeks ago, does just for WVU. He does this on a national level. But they talked to him, and it looked like he was in a pantry. When he infiltrated the basketball game, so uh, not that this is copyrighted, but uh, and I I don't have any true ownership of this, but I don't know who's doing recordings and broadcasting from a pantry. So you know, there's a million podcasts, a lot of different things that people are doing in the world uh, on TV. And through the medium of podcasting. But do it somewhere else. Do it from the kitchen. Do it from, you know, Do have like a bookshelf behind you. But don't do it in a pantry. Because I've got that covered. It's the one thing I've got. This is a mediocre podcast. But what makes it unique. Because it's not the only mediocre podcast out there. But what makes this unique is I'm doing it from the Dire Prime Pantry. So find a different place to invade a basketball game. And usually when somebody is interviewed during a basketball game, I hate it. But when the games are terrible to watch so far, something to grab my attention is welcomed. So talking to the national talking to Paul Biancardi during the basketball game was a nice change of pace. But do a hey, Paul do it from somewhere else. Final thoughts coming up. Dire Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. This is a family-owned, veteran-owned company, and they helped me put together the new logo for the podcast, and by help me, they did it. And they did a great job, and they can do the same for you. Full-service graphic shop, custom designs for every job, they charge no design or screen fees, and they can put your design on over 1 million promotional products. Do you want your logo on a peanut M&M? They can do it. Could they put your design on a bearskin rug? I don't know. Call them or text them to find out. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web, DyerPrime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram, at DyerPrime. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt? Got an email sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Send me your emails. This email comes from Jerry Tapin from Seth, West Virginia. He writes, Josh, what do you think WVU's record's going to be? We're two games in and I'm concerned. Thanks, Jerry. P.S. Stop asking for money. (laughs) Listen, man. You don't have to support the podcast. Other people can support the podcast. If they do, I'll send them a podcast sticker, a podcast t-shirt. So, again, thank you, Jerry, for the email. But, we are three games in now. And, I think West Virginia was four four games in when I predicted the win-loss record. So after three games, here's my prediction. I think West Virginia's got at least a couple more losses in non-conference. They're going to lose to Florida in Brooklyn next month. That's going to happen. And they're going to lose another one. Uh most likely, the Big 12 SEC Challenge, West Virginia, goes to Tennessee. Tennessee's really good. And so they're going to beat West Virginia in Tennessee. And I think West Virginia can beat Pitt. They can beat Rhode Island at the casino. And they can beat the other teams that are not very good. So that puts them at 9-4 and four in the out-of-conference schedule. And this team's not as good as last year. So last year they were eleven and seven in conference. This year, let's bump them down to ten and eight. And I think that's optimistic. Ten and eight says that Huggins fixes the turnover issue. If West Virginia can finish the turnover issue, they can definitely be ten and eight in the Big Twelve. So that gives them a final record of nineteen and twelve. And if you have a winning record in the Big Twelve Conference, you can make the NCAA tournament. So we'll see. Let's see how that prediction plays out. Last year I predicted after the Marist game, which was an ominous sign. It wasn't West Virginia's best game. I'll never forget the Marist game. (laughs) As I've told you, which is one of the saddest things a human being can say. But this is coming after another loss. The second loss in three games. West Virginia lost their second game last year. Uh... Well, they lost it in 2018. Like, it happened a few games into the conference schedule, is when West Virginia lost their second game. They got their second loss out of, the, out of the way in November this year. So, not as good. Still can make the NCAA tournament. That's my prediction 19 and 12. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google. Overcast, Pocket Cast, cast box. Wherever you listen, subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, leave a review. Those are nice things to do, and I w- would truly appreciate it if you did that. The next game for WVU, 4 p.m. Sunday. So the guys get a day off to maybe go to Broadway at the beach, go inside the upside-down house, Maybe ride the sky wheel. Uh, you know, play some skee ball at the arcade. So have some fun tomorrow at Myrtle Beach, and then play the last game in in the tiny arena. Four p.m. ESPU, ESPNU against St. Joseph's. I don't know anything about St. Joseph's. West Virginia used to play St. Joseph's in the A10. The Atlantic 10, and St. Joseph's is still in the Atlantic 10, so we'll see how it goes. But until then, thanks for listening. Stick with us. Stick with me. Even if West Virginia, if, even if it goes down, if you. Uh, That's it for this episode. Oh. Until then, I'm Josh Witt, WVU for the 2018 19 season. Woof is 1 and 2. Until then, I'm Josh Witt, WVU for the 2018-19 season. Woof is 1 and 2.